Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Mostly Nothing. Well, the first episode of 2021. So happy new year, everyone. And we hope that your year has been off to a fantastic start. In today's episode, we sit down with Doug Sands, a consulting hypnotist. Yes, you heard that right. Doug has been keeping busy throughout the COVID crisis, working with clients around the globe with his company Anywhere Hypnosis. He's also the host of Making Meaning podcast, so make sure you check that one out. We dive into how hypnosis actually works and individuals that may benefit from hypnosis sessions. The following episode may also contain an exclusive, never-done-before hypnosis session on Diego and I. So please join in the session. Doug is very talented with what he does. Thank you so much for listening and please do connect with us and drop a review on Apple Podcasts if you have the time. It's very much appreciated. All of Doug's work and details are in the description. Enjoy. Mostly Welcome to the show. Um, we, well, I, I've looked a bit um, into your podcasts um, and it's very, very fascinating. And I've learned, you know, your journey all started from, I guess, almost dying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First, thanks for having me. And that was a major, major turning point in my life. Uh, I grew up in rural Wisconsin in the US, and that's a very, very non-adventurous place. It's pretty flat, not not a whole lot to do there. And I always knew that I wanted to to have these hiking and um, climbing adventures, but I didn't know how to get there. And so it ended up, I was searching for my purpose in college. I was going to school in Iowa, which is even, even flatter than Wisconsin. And I ended up dropping out of college and moving across the country, trying to figure out what it is exactly I wanted to do. And eventually I found myself in New Hampshire in January of 2018. 2019, I believe it was. And I went out on a hike in this blizzard and I probably should have gone back immediately because, uh, you know, these blizzarding conditions up there in the white mountains, they get pretty dangerous pretty quickly, but I was stubborn. And so I went out and I missed my trail coming down and I ended up bushwhacking along the stream for hours, well into the night. And I got back to my car. I was exhausted. Um, that was as close as I've ever come to dying because I, I remember there was that moment where I had to consciously decide whether I was going to get up and continue on or just just lay there and freeze to death. And I thought after that, I'd just be able to kind of go back to life as the way it was. But I was so shaken up that I was searching for something, searching for something to calm my anxiety and really give me that purpose. And that's when I discovered meditation. And meditation led me to Buddhism and it led me to hypnosis. And now those tools are tools that I practice with clients. Oh, how cool. How cool. Yeah. So as, as you know, we're particularly interested uh, in, in the hypnosis bit because uh, to be honest, I never met anyone um, that knows how to do it. And I've always been so curious, like, how do you learn how to 
hypnosis people, right? Because it's, it's not like something you go online and you ask Google and, <laughs> and you'll get <laughs> well, a you good can, method. you can, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but, but the thing I perceive is from different hypnotists, you all have different ways mm. of like doing it, different tricks, and there's things you learn along the way. At least that's how I, I, I perceive it. But but please, if you, if you can share a bit more uh, on how you actually... Yeah got that i actually learned it yeah, yeah absolutely and you're absolutely right there are so many different styles of hypnosis there's um there's those who do a very scientific style and just like use the things that are only proven by psychology and neuroscience and then there's those that go a little woo woo and they incorporate uh, like astral projection or something it's all about meeting the the client where they want to be because there are some who just want the pure science and there's some who want a little bit of spirituality and a little bit of that um, that that otherworldliness to hypnosis, but in my own case, I was listening to podcasts about meditation, and I was doing that for a couple months as I was building up that practice and really getting into what it was that meditation really was, and learning the science behind it, and that's when I discovered the link between meditation and hypnosis, and. When I heard about hypnosis, that it wasn't just like a comedy routine and that it was actually used as a, a therapeutic uh, methodology, I was blown out of the water. I'd never heard that before. And so I started researching and I started learning more from podcasts. And there's actually a very famous hypnosis podcast out of Toronto, Canada that I started listening to. And I just devoured it. Like uh, I was listening to, I don't know, five episodes a day at one point. And I learned so much that by the time I went to my first hypnosis training in person, I already had a very good foundation in the, in the actual practice. And so ever since then, I've just been taking classes and getting certified and really just uh, just expanding through experience because uh, hypnotists often say you can learn so much from the book, but there's really no, no other way to learn except to get out and practice. Because once you're working with a client, all the plans that you had about hypnosis, they go out the window because you're working with a human being and they've got their own issues. They've got their own history and melding what you've learned with what they're trying to achieve is a very unique combination that you can't really learn in a classroom. What's the name of that podcast, by the way? That I'm... is, the, yeah, that is the Brain Software Podcast. It's by Mike Mandel and Chris Thompson. Wow. Right and right it's not just about hypnosis. I mean, it's not just for hypnotists. Um, anyone who kind of wants to learn like, um, what do you call it? The power language and the basic language patterns that you can use in business and general life, even if you're not a hypnotist. It's also a great resource for that. I would recommend starting at the beginning because the, uh, the later episodes, they get very, very zany and very interesting. And it's best to have that foundation first. Oh, this is so fascinating. That's really it. So how long did it like take from like starting from that interest of the hypnosis from meditation to successfully, I guess, you know, your first successful hypnosis? Yeah. On someone. I, I started meditating in February of 2019. And I discovered hypnosis in June of 2019. And because I was learning so quickly, I became uh, very skilled in hypnosis very quickly. And by, I would say, two months in, by the end of August 2019, I was really doing this pretty, pretty professionally. Not like, not like fully business yet, but um, I got all the basics mastered. I knew what I was doing. And so ever since then, I've just been practicing and I've been building up an online business. I've, you know, I've built that business um, 
to be online so that I could travel before COVID happened. And so I guess even though it was a negative situation, I was kind of uniquely placed to um, help people in that situation. And in, in, so in which ways are you actually helping people through hypnosis? Because we, we were checking your website and we saw that you're doing uh, a few different things, right? In terms of anxiety relief and, you know, other, other things. So, so could you please go a bit into yeah. more detail? So my main focus has been anxiety relief. And um, that was, it's very personal for me because I struggled with mental health. I struggled with depression and anxiety for much of my life. And it wasn't until I discovered meditation and then hypnosis that I realized just how malleable and how, how much control we have over our own emotional states. And when I realized that, I knew that I needed to bring that same, those same resources to the people who are suffering. And so I've been focusing a lot on, on anxiety. I also do some weight loss motivation because that was part of my journey as well. And now I'm actually transitioning into... Um, into a, a more personal field. I call it the, uh, the meaningful life project in that I am helping people to find that purpose, that drive. And my podcast is called the making meaning podcast. Um, I should have, you know, I should have made this connection earlier, but oh, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I realized that, um, I realized that that's really what I wanted to do. Like that was why I was helping people with anxiety because I wanted them to, be brave enough to go out and search for their purpose. And so that's really what I'm developing right now. Oh, I love that. I really do. And I, I too think it's just one of the most important things is to allow people to find that spark within them to find their purpose. And I don't know, I really connected with your um, hiking story as well, because I'm a big fan of hikes and uh, mountain climbing. And I think they really ignite some sort of, um, I don't know, realization. They really do. If that be nearly dying, um, you know, that must have been terrifying. Or if that just be, you know, being the highest person, you know, in some sort of area for a short period of time, it just does something. You, you get to, I don't know, reach some sort of hourly consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's, um, I just, I just love hiking so much. And it's being out in nature in those ways. It's really what inspires me. And so that's, on the podcast, that's the those are the people I'm interviewing, the people who are mountaineering and who are hiking and biking and doing all these things out there. Because as you say, like, even if I'm in a bad mood, when I start the hike, halfway through it, I'm just, I'm just in this different frame of mind. And it's a beautiful thing. Right. Well, what's the what's like the, I guess, so you're literally like interviewing like daredevils. What's like the craziest thing you've interviewed, like craziest individual you've, not craziest individual, oh. but like an individual of like the most like, insane. Yeah. Yeah. sport yeah. activity oh gosh i interviewed a friend of mine out of out of new hampshire actually he was the guy who probably would have come rescued me if he'd be able to find me on that hike um his name was ryan or his name is ryan and he is a he is a search and rescue volunteer meaning that in any like if they got a call at any moment he would drop whatever he's doing put on his mountaineering equipment and go out if even if it's in the middle of the night to go save people in these pretty dangerous mountain conditions and um, he's a guide and he has been really building up his mountaineering practice he's uh, i think one day hoping to climb some of the biggest mountains in the world whether that's k2 or everest or uh, he's been doing things out in the uh, out in washington and just getting prepped for that and it really what blew me away about about his interview was his mindset 
even though he hadn't conquered ever, ever, you know, these huge mountains yet, he was in that frame of mind. Like he was talking like this mountaineer and he was practicing every single day in these conditions and really just committing his, his life to it. Yeah. What a job you need to be. Wow. You kind of need to be one with nature. You really need to know your environment so well to do that kind of thing. I mean, it's so risky. It's so dangerous. You do. You have to be in <laughs> tune. <laughs> Like, you do. You need to <laughs> Otherwise, just, the mountain will eat you up. You need to know oh, how to smell the air and tell where you should go, because <laughs> you know, otherwise you're pretty screwed. I mean, I'm I'm such a hermit. You know, <laughs> I would die after probably twenty minutes. <laughs> no, I think you're 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 a. Uh, well, oh, you're a trooper with whatever situation well, you're put into. But that, you know, I'm I'm curious about something. When it comes to hypnosis, is it true that like like certain people just can't be hypnosed? Like, what's your experience on that? I find that everyone can be hypnotized if they want to be, hypnotized. and that's that's the that's the important caveat, because hypnosis is a state that we are creating every single day, whether we call it hypnosis or not. Because every time you get in a car and you are driving somewhere and you're, I don't know, singing along to the radio and you kind of consciously forget what's going on. You don't crash. Your unconscious mind is literally taking control of your actions and your brain is just kind of drifting off. That's a level of trance. And trance is simply, or I should say hypnosis is simply trance with a guy. And we also do this when we're watching a, a movie or getting it really lost in a good book. Or even if you're in the flow state into a, a project that you really enjoy doing, that's a state of hypnosis because you're focusing on something else to the exclusion of all else. And what we do in hypnosis is simply take that to a deeper level. We take that from like a light trance and, you know, the alpha brainwave pattern frequency, and then we drop it down to a fader frequency, which is a little closer to sleep. And that's kind of why people look like they're sleeping in hypnosis. But they're actually in a state of high focus is that true like what i've read about is it's basically it's it's like this state of deep relaxation but at the same time you're highly focused right yeah. is is that the case would you describe it like that that's absolutely the case when you are in hypnosis your body and your conscious mind are very relaxed but you are hearing every single word a hypnotist is saying your unconscious mind is always listening but it's especially listening in hypnosis because in that moment, I personally believe that the unconscious mind has two objectives, to keep you safe and to keep you happy. And in that moment, when you are in that relaxed state, you have agreed that you trust this person you're entering the state with into. And that trust is, it's, it's like a continual contract. And so your unconscious mind is hyper-focused, listening to every word they say, so that if at any time they violate that contract, they break that trust, they're going to, it's going to bring you out of hypnosis. I have a hypnotist friend who actually did an informal study of this with a bunch of their volunteer clients and they would give them five suggestions Four were you know, positive. And one was mildly negative. Like you'll, I don't know, give me $5 at the session. Every single time the client heard that suggestion, their unconscious mind brought them out of trance because they had broken that contract, that trust with the hypnotist. So you're basically saying you can't hypnotize, hypnotize someone to do something that they wouldn't want to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And people often ask me, you know, is, is hypnosis mind control? And I'd say that, you know, if hypnosis was mind control, you wouldn't be seeing 
people just on stage. You would be seeing people, I don't know, ruling the world or being <laughs> super rich with hypnosis. Exactly. It's, it's a tool that you can use when people are willing to change. That's, that's the best way I'd describe it. Mm. Mm. And unless you're yeah open to being hypnotized you yeah you won't be yeah. it's such a common myth though because even is. i thought that if i was uh hypnotized the the hypnotist could make could, <laughs> i don't know make me act in weird ways or come up but with I, like this suggestion word that you but, just say something and i start yeah. doing but he something. could but it, you first if you've given him that trust and it's something that you're like i guess willing to do and it's mm. not damaging you in certain ways you would do it you could you know start acting like a chicken yeah well i guess that wouldn't be yeah. harmful anyway, so I yeah, guess I would exactly. do it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right, and that's the idea behind stage shows. When someone asks, you know, he brings up the example of comedy routines, like, you know, that, that's not mind control at all. When a person volunteers on that stage, they know before they go up, they're probably going to be doing some ridiculous things. <laughs> and that's part of that tacit contract, like that unspoken agreement before they actually go up, because no one wants to go up and just be normal during a hypnosis show, you can be normal anytime in your life. So in a, in a therapeutic session, they don't expect to do that. And so they simply don't. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I, so I have cool. a burning question. Yeah. Can you hypnotize people through a camera? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Can you? You can, yeah. <gasps> can. This is no. what I do. I mean, it's what I do full time. I work the with people uh, around the world over Zoom and uh, there were a lot of hypnotists who, I should say before 2020, who were like, you, you can't hypnotize anyone over, over Zoom. It's not as effective. And I will say at first, there, you, you might lose a little bit of the finesse when, because you know, when you're there with a person, you can see every single physical reaction yeah. they're having. But I have found that there are so many things you can do with online hypnosis that really outweigh those limitations. For one thing, the biggest... The biggest, uh, the gain is that the person who, who's ready to make that change, they're in their own situation, whether that's their home or their living room, they're comfortable already. And so you don't have to, um, you don't have to try to create a comfortable setting in your office. Cause sometimes that can take, I don't know, 20 minutes and really eat up some time in your valuable session. And so there are definitely some advantages and disadvantages of it. I've done actually uh podcast interviews where i've done a little bit of hypnosis for the uh, the host and the uh the guests just to just to experience I, I, it. Want, I want you to do it let's do it <laughs> i i knew it i knew you were going to say that can we try something does it take absolutely like, can we oh, well yeah. you, well you I volunteer say, then you don't want to try no you go first would you recommend, recommend us so, doing it together? I'm so brave. I'm so yeah. We can try. Like, I would, we, yeah, can I we do it together? Do you think? Absolutely. I mean, group sessions and hypnosis are very, very common, and so I would recommend first off, what is something that you want to change? Something you know, kind of small, that your audience would also benefit from. Keep it kind of general so that anyone listening can also get some benefit from it. Wow. I would like to stop saying um so much, oh. and I think my <laughs> listeners will definitely benefit from that. As, as I will. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm interested in uh, anxiety reduction in general, because I think I'm a bit too anxious. And I think the, our audience will also benefit from that. I mean, definitely. Absolutely. We can and do also a little the bit hums of that. and yeah, also that. Yeah. It comes hand in hand. Uh. Excellent. So uh, the first thing I always do for anyone who's listening to this, if they're driving or if they're, I don't know, operating machinery or doing something dangerous, 
make sure you pause this and come back to it later because you're if you're listening to this there's a high likelihood you're going to go into a very relaxing state and if that happens to you just you know let it happen and just simply enjoy it and i would say that all you need for this hypnosis to work is the willingness to allow it to work and with that being said are you two ready to begin Yes. All right. Are you in a comfortable place? Oh, yeah. Oh, so comfortable. Comfy, comfy. Yeah. The Excellent. mostly nothing Feeling studios. Good. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and place your hands face down in your lap. And make sure that your, your feet and your knees are not crossed. And if you haven't already, go ahead and close your eyes. That's right. Perfect. And now, I'd like you to imagine taking one of your arms, doesn't matter which, and lifting it up off of the chair, off your lap, and imagine placing it on an imaginary shelf right next to your side. And as you do that, begin to notice the different sensations in that arm as compared to the other arm. And notice what it feels like to rest that arm on that imaginary shelf. And as you do that, and as you notice the specific sounds in your environment. And as you breathe deeply and notice the sound of my voice. And as you begin to notice the changes that have already happened in your body and in your mind, you can simply go deeper now. That's right. You're doing this perfectly. And as you do this, imagine now a staircase in front of you. And this staircase can be however you want it to be, whether it's an old medieval staircase or a modern wood staircase or metal. Imagine that staircase now. That's right. And since you've got this image in your mind, imagine now that you're standing at the top. And with each number, I count down from 10 down to one. Your unconscious mind can take you deeper into that hypnotic state, starting with 10, can begin to relax you even more than you're already relaxed. On nine, beginning to feel different than before you began, because on eight, drifting deeper into hypnosis, and on seven, Allowing it to take you deeper. That's right. Perhaps allowing your head to tilt forward and your chin to rest closer to your chest. And as you do, stepping down to six, going even deeper. That's right. And just really enjoying this experience. On five, going one step deeper. On four, wondering what's at the bottom. 
on three, going deeper, doubling your relaxation. Because on two, you can simply go even deeper. And on one, go as deep as your unconscious mind knows how to go on zero. And that's right. And since you've reached this deep state, this deep state of hypnosis and relaxation, let's make some changes. And if you'd like, imagine now a control room of your mind. Imagine a room with panels and dials and buttons and levers. And imagine as you walk into this room, you can notice a specific panel somewhere in this room that controls how much you say um and ah and filler words that don't actually convey any meaning. Go ahead and find that panel now. And that's right. And since you've located this panel, notice what's on it. Perhaps there are buttons and dials and levers. Perhaps somewhere on this panel is a data chip, a very small one. And on this data chip is the information that causes you to say those filler words. Go ahead and reach out with your physical hand, whether in slow movements or in smooth ones. And imagine pulling that data chip out of the control panel. And as you do, notice whatever sensations your mind and your body create because your unconscious mind is already making powerful changes. And as you watch this data chip, perhaps begins to crumble in your hand because you can speed up time just in that single location. And as time passes on that chip, it begins to crumble and dry up and blow away. And when it's completely gone, go ahead and simply go deeper. That's right. And now that it's gone, I should say, now that the last bits are leaving, if they haven't already, imagine in your pocket is a new data chip. And on this chip, you can install any belief 
about speaking that you want to install. Go ahead and install those now. And it's perfectly fine if you don't know how to install them. Because simply by wanting to install them and willing to install them, your unconscious mind can put the perfect programs on that chip. And as it does, imagine placing that chip into the control panel. And notice as you secure it into place, any changes in your mind and your body. Perhaps you may feel something in the back of your mind. Perhaps you may feel a wave of relaxation across your body. Perhaps you simply feel the radical feeling of relaxing in a chair. Whatever your reaction may be, you can rest easy knowing that your unconscious mind has already made these changes. And as we finish up our work here in this control room, there's one other thing that we need to do. Somewhere in this room is another panel labeled anxiety. Perhaps it's labeled stress or worry, but it controls your nervous response to events and stimuli in your life. Go ahead and find that panel now. That's right. And before we make any changes, know that anxiety can be a healthy response. It is only when we have too much that it is negative. Your unconscious mind knows the perfect level of anxiety to keep in your life. And it knows exactly how much you can get rid of to have a productive life and have an awesome life. And on this panel, you can turn down your levels of anxiety. Notice whether there is a dial or a switch or a slider that controls your anxiety. And reach out now with your physical hand and place it on that imaginary dial or switch or slider and do exactly what your unconscious mind wants you to do and decrease that anxiety to a manageable, healthy level. That's right. And as we finish up here, know that your mind, your deep 
unconscious mind has already made the deep changes. And by the time we get halfway back up the count from one to 10, your brain will finish installing all the changes that you've made in this session. That's right. And in a moment, I'm going to begin counting you back. One can begin to start back up the staircase, becoming two times as energized and motivated because on three, you can feel amazing. And on four, you can know deep within you that the changes have already been made. And on five, you can start coming back to the room. Six, beginning to feel awesome. Seven, perhaps smiling. Eight, feeling motivated. Nine, and eyes open wide awake on 10. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> oh Welcome God. back to the room. Oh, and I as always, that. I always tell my... My, my clients said there might be a few moments of just feeling fuzzy and um, out of it for a few seconds after that. If you're feeling that, whether you're listening at home or right here, that's perfectly normal. Oh. And yeah, that is a I'm feeling great. You obtained some serious skill there, Duke. <laughs> I, I tell great. you that, you know, I think I, I need to definitely do this without recording like we we definitely need to like work out sometime to like have some session oh yeah you know because yeah i don't know what happened but something happened <laughs> <laughs> what i typically find is people people want to know more about hypnosis and once they have that first taste that first experience and see that it's not mind control or something really creepy they just see it's kind of like it feels kind of like a guided meditation mm. when they realize that it, they're they're hooked and they're just they want to know more about it and if you'd like to know more i absolutely encourage you to check it out um to anyone listening who experienced that i would encourage you to go over to my instagram because i offer what i call the the free hypnotic test drive and every single friday i'm giving out a new 15 to 20 minute hypnosis session and that's a great way to get started if you can't I don't know if you can't quite afford um, full one-on-one -on -one treatment or if you're not quite ready for that stuff. Wow. Well, we're definitely going to be uh, jumping on that offer. Yeah, everyone check that out. Please. Doug Sands. Oh, that yeah. was so cool. That was really cool. <laughs> I never thought you we would it? have someone like <laughs> on the podcast like hypnotizing us. Oh, that That's was so such, cool. yeah. Just oh, thank really you so thank much. you so much for that experience right there <laughs> because oh. it was really, yeah, beautifully done and... You know, it's clear we love what you do. It's really clear. And, you know, I think it's it's amazing. And you got to keep going, keep doing this. And I think it's going to help. You know, it already has helped so many people. And it's going to help so, so, so many more. You know, it's it's fascinating. And oh, it's, it's, they're using it for so many things. Like I, I was, I was um, listening to this podcast. I think it was in Sam Harris' podcast. He had mm -hmm. this, this neuro neurologist from Belgium uh, and... Um, he was saying that now they're using hypnosis to, instead of anesthesia, instead of drugs, like to, to like medical procedures on people. And and he said, oh, we've done this with thousands of patients. And literally, I was like, I had no clue. <laughs> My mind yeah. was blown. It's that's incredible. Hypnosis like, has been used for 
for pain relief, that's actually one of its most yeah. common uses. I mean, hypnosis has a, a history that goes all the way back to ancient Greece and the, the sleep temples. But in colonial times in India, uh, I think it was the 1800s, there was a surgeon, I believe it was Esdale, who actually used hypnosis um, to have a better, a better success rate of doing surgery on clients. He actually removed an 80-pound tumor from a man just using hypnosis. And there are stories from World War I about people running out of anesthesia in the trenches and yeah. to improve their, their success rate, their survival rate, they would use hypnosis and they were stunned at how effective it was. In many cases, it was more effective than the anesthesia that they had at the time. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. Power of the mind. Yeah. It really is. It really, really is. And it's also, is. yeah, people with chronic pain, I've also read a bit about it and, and apparently it's also very helpful in some cases, isn't it? And that's that's incredible because to be honest, medicine is still not very good at treating um, chronic pain, and at least chemically, you know, through yeah. drugs. It, it, it really isn't that effective, no. Yeah. yeah. For anyone who's in chronic pain, there's actually a hypnotist who specializes this. He's a very famous guy actually out of the UK. Um, he His name is Freddie Jacqueline and he and his son, Anthony, are specialists in working with chronic pain. Like that's the one thing they do. So if, if anyone's listening in that situation, go check them out. Or if you've got questions, reach out to me and I can connect you with them. Amazing. Amazing. This is so amazing. What are your aims? What are your goals? Like, um, so I know obviously, yeah. you know, in, have, the you have this, in the near future, I know, you know, you have this company and you're looking to go into, um, I, um, I heard even the, um, what was it? Cruise. The cruise, yeah, the cruise, cruise things. Thing. You want, yeah, you wanted to, you're looking to like tie that in. I know obviously it's a time where, yeah, you know, we're not able to do things well, <laughs> face yeah. to face as much. Has that actually impacted you much? You were saying you do a lot of it over um, over camera, which it was a big surprise to me. But yeah. has how has COVID actually affected your your work? I see a lot of people coming in who wouldn't technically classify themselves as having anxiety. I see a lot of people who are realizing that or I should say mental illness is not something that you are. It's not a binary switch. You're not like on or off. It's a continuum. And whether you are just feeling a little anxious and stressed or you are completely debilitated by your anxiety, you can still benefit from hypnosis. So I see a lot of people coming into that who perhaps otherwise wouldn't have come in. You know, I see a lot of people even before COVID who consider me their last stop along the journey. They've like tried medication and therapy and meditation and yoga. And it's like, I don't know, we might as well try hypnosis. And oftentimes I get the response of, you know, if I known how effective it was, I would have started here first. But um, for those who don't know, I also do stage shows. Um, <laughs> and sometimes people are a little put off by that. But I, I explain to them that it's it's just something I enjoy doing and it's it's fun. And so when COVID really opens up again, I'm really looking forward to going back and working with colleges. And there's, as you mentioned, there's a... Um, I don't, I, there's a, there's a section of stage hypnosis that works on cruise lines. And so that's actually a dream of mine to uh, cruise around the world and do hypnosis shows and get paid to do it. What a lovely dream. What a lovely dream. Well, we wish you the best, best of luck, really. You know, it's like you, you have a great thing going on. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really great, really great. I must be so cool, you know, when people ask you, so what do you do for a living? And I'm, yeah, I'm a hypnotist. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, it's like it's yeah. not something you're expecting, is it? But... Exactly. It sparks some very interesting conversations. <laughs> and either I should, you know, 
it's all across the board, but either I get um, fascination or people just are completely stonewalled. Like I had one guy at a Freaking party. He, Don't look at me. He, yeah, he, exactly. He's like, is it safe to look in your eyes? Could I, could I be in this room with you? Snake eyes. Yeah, those snake eyes. Are you? <laughs> yeah, good conversations though. Oh, okay. I have a dying question and I'm dying, dying question because... I guess it's kind of in the realm, but I, I don't know. Let's see. Have you had DMT, bro? <laughs> DMT. Yeah. I actually don't know what, it, what that is. Okay. Um. What What is the actual dye? Oh, I can't say oh, it right I, now. I can't say it properly. No, 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 no. I can't DMT. say it right now. No. Um. I guess it's it's a psychedelic drug. The um, most powerful of yeah, all psychedelic sure. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. We we like to I guess talk a, a bit about psychedelics. Um. Because I think they can really help you. You know, get to that trance yeah, state exploring your exploring consciousness in consciousness. Different, different ways but do you have experience with any psychedelic at all i actually do not um right. i have kind of done the, done a little bit of research into that because as you know it's not the first time i've been approached by that question mm. and oh. there's actually a hypnotist out of new york city who um <laughs> does these free sessions for people she hypnotizes them to go back into those psychedelic experiences and so anyone who's taken those psychedelics, uh, you can definitely get back to those same, uh, those same states, even without the drug, simply by imagining in that hypnotic state. And when you look at the, the brainwave patterns, their minds are actually experiencing the same things because our brains are one of the, one of the most powerful pharmaceutical, I don't know, storehouses in the known universe. Like every single chemical that a drug can produce your brain can also produce it, you know, just with suggestion. Yeah. And I've seen some very interesting results with that with hypnosis. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And our body does produce DMT naturally, actually. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And I, I, I totally agree with you there. I really do. So, yeah. That's <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> Doug, she's going to hire you to just <laughs> put her in, into the ayahuasca state. <laughs> literally because it'll be much cheaper <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> yeah and, exactly and faster without the vomiting <laughs> yeah yeah N none of the yeah like pain a, and without, without the purging properly can you imagine yeah that's that would be cool. that would be insane, well, i guess if you're actually. going for it you, you might still even purge mm. well yeah i guess so you could because if you're creating that chemical within your brain and it's actually you know yeah it's having the to, yeah to have that you that can yeah turmoil <laughs> Oh. fascinating but I'm, I, I'm i'm fast i mean i guess i'm not fat i i'm not surprised to hear that it's not the first time you heard that question because for me i think those things all kind of seem to come hand in hand like this that's how we came across psychedelics i mean me personally i, I you know i was looking into meditation just as you and um i guess for you you know you you went down the um stem of hypnosis which i wish i did but I guess it's never too late. And I think we will definitely be looking into hypnosis oh, yeah. a, a lot more. But for us, we just stemmed into, I guess, the psychedelic research. And because, um, you know, a man of his science and there's, it's just, yeah. I think we both found our own little kind of interest in that. And it's, it's, it, it is very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. It's, yeah. you know, cool to hear your ideas on that. You bet. Do you mind if I touch on the, the science kind of behind meditation and hypnosis? Of course, of course. Of oh, course. Please. please. Yeah. So when we're looking at the, the brainwave patterns of, people in those two states, uh, they can be very similar. I should say there's a difference between solo meditation and guided meditation. So our everyday waking consciousness, that's where our brain is hovering in that frequency we call beta. And some say that's 12 to 20 hertz. Some say that's 20 to 24. 
somewhere in that normal range. Anything above that is considered gamma. And that's where you're going when you're in uh, solo meditation and perhaps other states. I'm not exactly sure about where psychedelics fall, fall on that. But anything below beta, that's where you're going into a trance state. Your mind is slowing down. And that's where you're going when you're either zoning out or in the flow or highway hypnosis, or you're going in into actual hypnosis. So below beta, you have alpha frequency. And that's where, you know, just a light trance. And below that is theta. That's the really the meaty working state of hypnosis. That's where your mind is extremely creative. That's often where you get your best ideas. For anyone who's had an awesome idea right before they've fallen asleep, that's exactly what that is because your mind is passing through theta, that creative state, uh, before it hits delta where you're actually sleeping. And to give you just a brief example of how theta can be used, it was actually Thomas Edison who used uh, theta to have you know, his great ideas for his inventions. He would condition himself by intentionally falling asleep with a ball bearing in his hand. And just as his body was relaxing into delta, he would drop the bearing and he'd wake up. And he, he was teaching himself these very primitive hypnosis techniques to get to that state. But going back to it, so when you're in theta, that's where your body is relaxed. That's where that critical part of your mind, that part of you that keeps out suggestions, uh, that part is a little more relaxed. It's not completely offline because it's still protecting you. But if I gave you a suggestion on the street, like you're going to have an amazing night of sleep tonight, that might be nice to hear, but it's not going to make any change. When you're in that deep theta state, that guard you know, standing at the gate He's more willing to let that suggestion pass. And it's the same thing with guided meditation. A lot of people don't realize just how similar those two states are. When you go really deep into a guided meditation, often you're dropping from that alpha state into that theta state. And as I'm researching guided meditations, I often see language patterns that are pulled directly from hypnosis because they work. They're just so effective at doing what they do. Yeah, I try to um, I try to listen to my let's say affirmations during my fader stage. I, yeah, I'm very full of that getting my headphones on and yeah, blasting that just before I go. Um, and I read drift a bit off. about that when I was studying sleep, um, but to be honest, I never really exploited myself. But that has happened to me, like that that what you were talking about about having great ideas before right before you fall asleep yeah i yeah i've experienced that a lot and then the next um day in you the morning it. you you yeah you forgot it like exactly you just yep. you remember that oh i had yeah i had a great idea but <laughs> like you, you remember having that feeling about oh that's that's a cool one yeah uh, but then you you just don't remember it. always you keep a notebook by your bed always always yeah, always, always. yeah <laughs> and if i may say something about affirmations a lot of people especially in the business world don't realize that affirmations and visualizations those are basic self-hypnosis tools you are essentially hypnotizing yourself because you are in visualization you are uh, creating this event that hasn't happened and the amazing thing about the mind is that it cannot tell the difference at some level between a real event and a vividly imagined event this is where phobias and negative things come from like if you, if, if someone uh, was bitten by a dog and then they, um, they visualize them constantly being bitten by dogs in the future, that's a very powerful image and that's going to last with them. 
to use that in a more positive setting, um, you can use affirmations and visualizations. That's probably where I'd start someone who wants to learn more about self-hypnosis, just with those basic tools. And I don't want to you know, turn it into a sales pitch, but I do have a group class coming up. Um, it's, it's fairly inexpensive for hypnosis, and it's called the Intro to Self-Hypnosis. And that's, I found that the easiest way to teach someone these tools is not to give them the months and the years of you know, the training that I've had. It's to simply hypnotize them and then give them the tools to get back to that state. Because once we know what it feels like, it's not very difficult as long as we've got the resources and the patterns to use. Once we know how that feels, we can often get back there ourselves. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, I absolutely loved that. Doug, do you want to tell uh, our listeners like where they can find you? you, you so you said you you active on Instagram, but you also have a website. Is that right? Do you want to sh share? Um, you bet. Yeah. That, yeah. You. <laughs> my uh, my main website is anywherehypnosis.com. And that's where they can find all my information from Instagram to, uh, to my podcast. But on Instagram, my handle is at making your meaning. And that's because I also run the making meaning podcast. And um, that group class that I mentioned, I can send you links to that or they can find links to that on my website. And if it's that's happening the first and second of 2021 in February, but um, this is going to be something I'm repeating. So if you missed that one, just check in on my website and find the next date. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, any last minute advice on that at all? Yeah, I think. Any, yeah, any last minute kind of, I don't know, <laughs> thoughts you're having? <laughs> yeah, I would say hypnosis is not nearly as odd as people think it is. I mean, over in, the, in, in Europe and I'm sure in the United Kingdom, it's actually a more prevalent than it is in America. Like it's been studied for much longer. There's 150 years of science behind this stuff. If you're curious about it, find someone who knows how to do it or check out my Instagram and try it for free. <laughs> yes, and please go check out Doug. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's such a powerful tool and it's so simple that when people discover just you know how to use it, it's, it's life-changing. Amazing. I have to read more into William. it. We will. We will. 100%, 100%. Thank you so much, Doug. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope uh, you all, yeah, you know, start enjoy. checking out the hypnosis. I'm sure, I'm sure and people will enjoy. That was amazing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, please check us out on social media. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> Come um, on. And yeah, check us out on social media. We are active on Instagram and um, Apple Podcasts. Did I get it wrong again? No, you you got it right. Is it right? Well done. You said Apple, Apple, because she always says iTunes. Which, I'm stuck in 2006, is, is, is you know, or whatever. 15 years ago. <laughs> 10 years ago. And uh, give us a review and a yeah, little comment. It means a lot. And yes. Yeah. Doug Sands, thank you again. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for That's having me on.